There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasure. Hello, welcome to the Rotten Treasure podcast. We watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell, and with me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hello. Kai, how are you? Pretty good, actually. Having a good day. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been chill, nice and quiet. That's nice. I'm glad we're starting a podcast on a good note today. Yeah. You doing are you doing well, Jim? Please don't ask me questions. And with <laughs> us is the guest. <laughs> is our guest. Uh he is a musician and veteran Philly improviser, uh known for scary motherfuckers and uh having one of my favorite laughs in all of Philadelphia. It's Dan Higgins. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I had Dan. I had to laugh. <laughs> just just as a treat for you. Oh my Aww. god. Thank you. I, I'm I, I'm almost so excited just to have you on so you could laugh for us. I <laughs> you you're one of those people that like I'm at a show and I'll be like, "Oh, Dan Higgins is here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh the 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 content and quality of the laugh as well as the uh the volume for sure. I feel like it's it's helpful though, right? Like in crowded events, you're like Absolutely. people try to find you. They're like, "Oh, okay, cool. I know which way to go." Yeah, and it's just injecting that energy into the room. The smaller the room, the better, because the smaller the room <laughs> is, the louder you seem. And <laughs> it's also like when I do something on stage and I hear you laugh, it is like a little bit of like a, I did something good. I did I did do something funny, and I'm very <laughs> proud of myself right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Most of the time, I just really want to make my friends laugh when I'm in, like, that's that's the goal. I want the sidelines and the people, like, give a shit out in uh, the audience. If there's someone who's, like, half paying attention, is like, not funny, I don't care. <laughs> I I always get that way with, um not the second way you say, uh, when I hear his laugh, Joe Gates. <laughs> he He also has a distinct laugh, and he's also very funny. So I respect his opinion. So when he laughs, I'm like, I did something fun. I did something funny because Joe laughed. <laughs> it's funny because certain things will uh, will get the two of us because we were often at the same shows. Uh, but you you could tell like you know that this this scene will get Joe laughs. This scene will get Dan laughs. This scene will get the whole room laughing basically. But yeah. Uh, those most those most distinct laughs definitely punch through, and uh, thank you for noticing. Oh, thank you for laughing. In all honesty, <laughs> no problem. At one point, uh, we actually had Dan on for one of our improv shows, specifically just to be the only laugher. I think, like, <laughs> do we have us? I th- I'm not sure if we had the other like well. People were doing improv. Did we have the rest of the teammates like listening and laughing, or was it just Dan? Yeah, yeah. The I rest don't... of us were laughing as well. Okay, I would have loved it if it was just Dan. I know the video content was just the um, the folks in the scenes, but I think I think the mix was almost everybody. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, it was fantastic. You know what else is fantastic? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Dan, what is your uh, relationship with the Indiana Jones franchise? I, I had not seen a complete Indiana Jones film until maybe five or six years ago. Like as, oh, as, really? as old as the franchise is, it was a very long time. Um, so I was aware of tropes through like 
Crash Bandicoot and Muppet Babies uh, <laughs> of like, you know, the, the, the main beats of, you know, this is Indiana Jones, the hat, the whip, the rock, the bag of sand, the melting faces. These are the things we've come to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, the first one I saw was actually the second one. I didn't see the temple. What is it? <laughs> you saw you, you saw Temple of Doom. First. I saw Temple of Doom before um, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Thank you. That's the one I was missing. Um, and I loved it. Like it was so campy, and it just wasn't mm-hmm. what I expected based on what I knew. You know, based on pastiche and parody. Um, I was like, this is really silly. Um, it you was, know, it's, it's an it's an adventure flick, and it just didn't take itself too seriously. And it was like, oh, this is Star Wars in caves with a little James Bond. I get this. I, what's going on here. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, it felt very much like a Roger Moore type James Bond movie. I don't know if either of you have seen any of his movies. Mm-mm. They are all stupid and campy. There, it's there's one where like uh, a car gets cut in half like um front to back so james bond is driving just the front of a car and then a pigeon does a double take (laughs) (laughs) great which it's just a it's just a it's just footage of a pigeon looking like from right to left and then they doubled it back like in uh star wars when they do the thing with the oh i don't i don't remember which type of person it was anyway they do it in star wars jawas was it jawas i don't know it might have been Sand People, which I think they have a name, but I don't know it. I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. You know what? The first Star Wars movie I saw was the second one, too. Well, the fourth, fifth one. I, oh, wow. I'll be honest. Same, actually. I uh, It was one of those things where I was like, oh, I know Star Wars. I've seen it a million times. Like, I know what I'm talking about. And then I rented the uh, the fifth one, and I was like... Oh my god, I just realized right now, in the middle of watching this, I've never seen a Star Wars movie all the way through. <laughs> I mean, I'm right there with you. Uh, Dan, also, I'm, I'm basically watching this for the first time. Because uh, as a kid, it was like in the background for like my parents, but like I never mm. sat down and watched it. Um, and then my only other relationship with it uh, was going down to like, was, where'd you say it was, Jim? Was it Universal Studios? Oh, it's in... Um... Uh, it was in MGM, which is now, I think, called Hollywood Studios in Disney World. Right. But that's it. That's my exposure to Indiana Jones in general. So this is this is quite the ride. And it's, I I was just saying, actually, before I got down here, that I feel like Temple of Doom really feels like a cult classic for people, like, based on the way that I've read about it online. like That's the vibe I it get. Seems to, yeah. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. clearly the one they're not proud of. Uh, <laughs> but people are like, nah, I'm, I'm all for it. This is fucking dark and weird. <laughs> Yeah, it was the original, like, oh, that's the worst one, but also, they're all great, so it's, like, it's the clear third, but, like, it's still a great movie. Because it's kind of silly. While this one, this this one's my personal favorite. I've said it, I said it in the first episode we did with this, with Scott. This one's my favorite one. I was just going to say that the camp was through the roof, and I really appreciated that. Because camp is the only appropriate way to approach Nazis. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, you approach Nazis with slapstick comedy. <laughs> yeah, we all saw Jojo Rabbit, right? Like, that was what I loved about that movie. Like, 
I, I think my favorite part of this movie is when he's got when uh, <laughs> they have Sean Connery, who is James Bond, scaring up scaring off all those uh, seagulls mm-hmm. with the with the umbrella. He's going, <laughs> choo, 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 choo. and then Apparently, they all die in a plane. <laughs> Apparently, this is just stupid fun fact stuff. Uh, those weren't real, uh, like at all, because they couldn't actually like get them to cooperate. Uh, like that, and or like actually get that scene done. So they just use pigeons instead. It gets the job done. How did I not notice? Yeah. I could tell. I could tell a bird from twenty feet away. How could I not notice that? Right. I'm sorry, Jim. Your bird. Uh... My bird eye. Your bird eye is off, man. I'm so sorry. My bird's eye view. <laughs> I feel like that's the joke. Nope. Whatever. Whatever. Um, I I, I do think this one's the best one. Because it does have like the little bit of camp that you need with a, an adventure movie, but it also does have the heart because it has the it has the amazing relationship between Indiana Jones and his dad. It's adorable. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Like what, I was getting choked up at the end when uh, Sean Connery thought that Indiana Jones died. Oh, I love that when he came up behind them when Harrison Ford just comes up like, "Hey, what are you guys looking at?" Like he didn't say that, but. <laughs> his body language said that like oh you know we thought you plummeted to your doom no yeah heart heart wrenching it was hard to tell if he was being like playful or just completely oblivious to the fact that they would have thought that oh i i i'm i'm henry indiana jones yeah I, I don't i don't die so easily y'all <laughs> <laughs> uh i think henry indiana jones jr correct yes doesn't like that. I like that uh, Sean Connery kind of roasts him and calls him Junior, even though he knows that he doesn't like that. But then at the end, he calls him Indiana. Yeah, no. and that was a, that was a moment. That was that was for real a moment. As, he says it. He says it when he's going to grab the uh, the Grail, right? Am I right? Am I wrong about this? Because I I know I watched the movie yesterday. I totally forgot what he calls him Indiana. I'm I'm having trouble remembering when it happened, but that was when I found out. I don't know if it was like revealed earlier in the series or whatever that the that he took the name from the family dog. Yes, that was the first time in the series that he says that. Okay, got it. Yeah, which is wild because it's a nod to the fact that Indiana Jones is named after, like, the name Indiana comes mm-hmm. from. Either is it George Lucas's dog or Steven Spielberg's? I think it's George Lucas. I believe dog. it's George Lucas. Yeah, and then Willie. Is that mm-hmm. her name in the second yeah. one? Is the name of Steven Spielberg's dog. And Short Round, who's in the second one, is also the name of the screenwriter's dog. So, like, they have a theme with this. And I love that they brought it into the movie as well. So dumb. I I need to I need to get a Short Round dog so I can name it Short Round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't... <laughs> I also... I, I do like the idea of someone looking at a dog and be like, eh, Short Round dog. That's all the words that I'm going to think. <laughs> I am done thinking. This is my dog, Fluff Teeth. <laughs> this is my dog. Uh, oh, God. Dog? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had a busy day today. <laughs> he calls himself Woof. <laughs> <laughs> calls me that, too. Whatever. I... We're not into naming things today. Um... Was it? I know they do the. I do know they do the name thing outside 
the temple mm-hmm. because I, it's like when I think of Indiana Jones, that's a very visceral memory for me because I did watch this movie like as a teenager for the first time and then hearing that and being like, oh, they reveal who he's named after in the movie. That's weird. Never thought about that in my life. Cool. I got to I got to say, as someone who is legally changed my name not that you have to legally change your name for it to matter um but i have um so when people throughout my let's see i did that in 2015 people have been have said things along the lines of nope i'm gonna call you this anyways i'm just like well that's directly not what i want um so when people would do that like when it, it like i was like what the fuck but when people do the opposite when i first got like my grandmother to give me like a birthday card with like hi on it i was like yes um it means so Mm -hmm. much so like oh my god like family actually choosing like to actually recognize you by the name that you really genuinely want Ugh, i might have had a heartfelt moment connection with that one just a little bit uh i i did for sure there's no there's no neutral response like you either respect someone wishes respect someone's wishes in that way and make them feel good or you actively choose not to and you make them feel a little worse and I think that that switch in Sean Connery's character from Junior, Junior, and that hey Indiana, I see you. This is a thing. Uh, very cool. Very cool. So sweet. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's also, I, I, it's coupled with around the moment where he tells him to let go of the Grail, which is him saying to himself because he's Sean Connery's the one who's had this lifelong obsession with finding the Holy Grail. And then Indiana Jones is like, okay, I'm going to get it for you. Don't worry. I got this. And he's like, no, let it go. And you could like, ch- I, I really felt that scene like, oh, man, this is getting to me. <laughs> are, are we talking about when he didn't like had the chance to keep, have the chalice or like the mm-hmm. the cup? When it was, you call it? when it was on the ledge. It's a grail. Yeah. A grail. It's sure. the carpenter's cup. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The, the good old carpenter's cup. Uh, I mean, I would have gone for it. I mean, it seems like he had the reach, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but with the opening scenes being like uh, Indy as a Boy Scout uh, yeah. encountering the Cross of Coronado and then that kind of being like a lifelong thing because that was like uh, his first plunder or his first foiling of a plunder mm. uh, in the name of uh, nobility or, or however he functions. Uh, right. Um, the, in the name of it belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was like, no, uh, the sheriff shows up and says it belongs to this guy. And then we cut like 20 years later and it's still Indy chasing his Holy Grail. And like we begin with him wrapping that up so that he can kind of do his dad's Holy Grail story, which is part of letting go of the Holy Grail story that Indy kind of had twice over the course of, of Last Crusade. It's It's... I was I was really impressed with the structure of this movie, especially over Temple of Doom, which was just silly. I feel like this one kind of had a little more a little more bones to it. Oh yeah, I can see a lot of people when this came out in theaters like yelling, but like out loud and enjoying themselves. Like this seems like a fucking <laughs> blockbuster of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the green screen looked mwah. Oh, so much fun! <laughs> oh, much better than we we just watched the first one like two weeks ago, and it looks atrocious in comparison. <laughs> it's, it's no competition there's like so many times when you're like well yeah that's a green screen well i guess it would have been a blue screen at the time i guess uh but now na- but by 1989 i think this movie came out they had already been like 
We've improved it. It looks natural now. We only can see that it's green screen through modern eyes. Yep. I think one of my favorite scenes, and I sent Dan a picture of it, um, is the <laughs> Nazi off the cliff. Uh, I had to freeze frame it, uh, like, and pause the movie because when he's like coming face first, falling downward off the cliff, uh, it's just clearly like I don't know, like a doll or like a drawing. I don't know what is it, like stop time animation. Like, it's it's something. It looks like a cardboard cutout of Christopher Lloyd just, like, stuck <laughs> stuck on a drill and made. I don't it know spin what really it is. Fast. I, but they cut to it, and it's just so fucking silly for a second. I will always think it's funny when they, like, throw what's clearly a dummy off a cliff. Because, yeah. Because, like, their arms... I, uh, Dan, I know you like them. Um, uh, Ninja Sex Party? Or at least I know you... I know you... I've seen you like Game Grumps. Yeah, before. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've listened to it a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that because I was like... I, I think I started following you on Instagram a little while ago. And uh, and then I would see like Game Grumps Instagram be like, oh, Dan Higgins likes this. That's interesting. That's a pretty niche thing to, in my mind. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, in old Ninja Sex Party videos, they used to, they had this very clear dummy. Like it's like a pillow that they dressed up like the the lead singer. And then the like, it, it has like big curly hair, like <laughs> like Dan's hair, right? Yeah, yeah. And they just would like, he'd go, "All right, I'm gonna jump out this window," and then he'd jump, and then they'd throw the dummy out. It would hit the ground, and then he'd stand up, and it every time gets me. <laughs> that was a big Vine thing, I think, for a while. Oh, was uh, it? Like there was like a, like a balloon dummy kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like you, you only like filled it up halfway and it was like really easy to just like cut really quick and make it look like I, I wasn't too active on Vine, but this I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I I'm gl- I am so happy you brought up Vine because oh boy. um one of my favorite vines is for this mo- is from this movie. Uh it was a Gabriel uh Gundiker vine where it, it's called like do you notice all the did you guys notice all the uh, subliminal advertising in Indiana Jones? And at the very end, when he goes, when he's on the horse and he ru- he goes away, <laughs> it just he goes yeah, and then it's just Gabriel Gundicker going, Wexels pretzels, great pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think about Indiana Jones, I'm like Wexels pretzels, great pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so stupid. I. I love those vines. That's the same guy that did uh, uh, four female Ghostbusters. The feminists are taking over. I'm an adult virgin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He clearly likes taking movie theme songs and talking over them. Oh, vines were a thing. I'm, I missed them. I just didn't do it. I just wasn't part of that. Yeah, I, I watched them, but I did not take part. But I think it's interesting to do uh, movie uh, hook movie score theme hook parody lyrics (laughs) because a vine is six seconds long and a you know a musical leitmotif from a film is six or fewer seconds long generally Mm -hmm. Mm. another one he did was uh it's not a movie one but it was 
You are my dad. You're my dad. Boogie woogie woogie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of his dad in a bathing suit holding a beard. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I love that kind of shit. I I can't hear I can't hear the music from Nintendo 64 Super Mario Kart's Rainbow Road without hearing uh this guy on YouTube who wrote lyrics for it, which was just like uh it's called the road. It's called the rainbow road. <laughs> it is a road that you go. And it just repeats in ad finitum. And anytime I hear that melody, that hook with those exact lyrics is in my head for a month. I I always think about uh, there's a there's a there's a Simpsons episode where. Oh, who's the guy with the beard? He sounds like this. Uh, his Jasper. Jas- yeah, Jasper. Um, he's <laughs> he's uh, trying to get um, he's auditioning for a play, and the song he sings is the theme from a summer's place, which has no words, and it's just him going, theme from a summer's place. <laughs> it's the theme. <laughs> Every time there I was hear a- that song, which is weirdly often, I think of that. <laughs> There was a Pixies B-side called Theme from Narc, which was an old arcade game. And the only lyrics to the song were Theme from <laughs> Narc. Theme from Narc. Uh, oh, that sounds... That's both lazy and amazing. I love it. <laughs> that sounds so familiar, actually. Oh, my God. Talk amongst yourselves. I think it, I was, to... I think it was on Purple Tapes. I think it was on Purple Tapes. Uh, go ahead and you think about your thing. Uh, so there's a, like, one of my favorite things to sing off. Like, I love to sing stupid parodies. So one of them was like, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, it's average at best, because that's how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, but one of my favorites is, because it always catch people off guard, which is, if I can't have you, I'll move on and not be creepy. Because <laughs> that song always bothered me. <laughs> like, just let it go. Just do you just move on. I mean, do you two do the thing where like you're just doing small things in your apartment and then you just sing what you're doing? Like Yes, it drives my roommates insane. Yes. Constantly. Oh, constantly. Yes. Yeah. I'll just be making food and I'll be like, put the almonds in the salad. <laughs> <laughs> you're cause you're a fucking Muppet, Jim. That's why. <laughs> I say that with love. I really do. Hey, the Muppets taught me what Indiana Jones was, alright? <laughs> Hell yeah. While they were babies, no less. Really, honestly, the Muppets have taught... Oh my god, you're right, Muppet Babies. Oh my god, I, forget, mm-hmm. I love Muppet Babies. Uh, the, the Muppets have taught us all so much. They're, they're doing a great job. Yeah. They're out there every day. I want this. I want the whole Indiana Jones series. Uh, who we who we keeping? Are we keeping Indiana and then rest is Muppets? Or are we doing something different? Oh, uh, we're doing this again, uh, where we yeah. where we cast the movie with Muppets, and every time oh. we always just say the main character and then everyone else is Muppets. Yeah, that's it. All right, how it. how else are you gonna do it? Uh, I actually like the approach of. Did you ever see? Um, this was a YouTube video a long time ago, where someone, uh, put. Muppet faces over the Pulp Fiction trailer, and they just like re-recorded it so that they're saying all the Muppets' names, and <laughs> they're saying everyone's Muppets' names, and it's just like Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fonzie, Eric Stoltz, 
Statler and Waldorf. So I always like one minor character being a normal person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Sean Connery, Sean Connery would still have to be in it. Oh, that would be perfect, actually. I'd be fine with that. If Indiana Jones was a Muppet and then Sean Connery was <laughs> Sean Connery, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I love that. I love the idea of just Sean Connery being like, yeah, fuck it. You pay me enough money, I'll fucking act with Muppets. No problem. <laughs> you want to be the dad of a Muppet? So there's yeah. n- there is not a human actor in the Muppet version of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade until the 45-minute mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like wow surprise yeah, yeah. <laughs> i thought the i thought the opening of wally was impressive oh oh my god yeah another what's the opening of wally uh, they just don't speak for a long time oh yeah length of muppets length of silence these yeah. are similar things which i didn't i didn't mind in that movie i do i do like silent movies i've watched a couple uh in my time but like with Wally, you really don't notice that they don't talk for such mm. a long time. I do love the last lines of that movie, which is just pizza plants, <laughs> and then it ends. <laughs> like the enthusiasm of making pizza plants, as if that's possible. That's such hope. It gives me hope. Isn't that what to- isn't that what tomatoes are? I mean, essentially, yeah. And if you're making it wheat, how do you make pizza? Never made a pizza. Just right, uh, wheat, wheat, tomatoes, and cows, and you're done. <laughs> put, uh, it, put in a blender. <laughs> Throw in the microwave, and you're done. Oh, gross! <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna eat it, but <laughs> I feel like you need to heat it up as well. That's what the microwave's for, right? That's <laughs> are these like bagel bites? like pizza in the morning pizza in the evening pizza at supper time when pizza's on a bag oh you can have pizza anytime i couldn't i didn't get those that's not fair those would have been fantastic i wanted to have them all the time but i couldn't have them anytime they were a sometimes food for me like when cookie monster became like the vegetable monster mm. a cookie is a sometimes food <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was a some owl, an owl friend that sang that, along with uh, Cookie Monster. Did he? Yeah. I. I. There's a lot of puppet talk. There's a lot of puppet. We're 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 surrounding puppets a lot. We talk about puppets a lot on this podcast. <laughs> They're very funny. <laughs> it just so happens that we're very Muppet-based people, so. We're not trying to hint towards our uh, Patreon supporters who get to vote on the series uh, to fucking vote on Muppets next time we put Muppets on or anything. And that would be smart. <laughs> there, are a lot, there are a lot of Muppet movies. That is true. 13. Oh. <laughs> is it 13? I believe there's 13 of them. So that oh, would be God. over three months of us doing uh, episodes about the Muppets. We just become a Muppet podcast. I'm fine with that. <laughs> and every single time we... We cast each movie with Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to do the opposite with the Muppet movies, right? You have to decast all the Muppets as human <laughs> beings. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we could do that. Except I'd be very poor at it. Uh, uh yeah. is Jim Henson. Oh, I'm not good at this guy. You know who it is. It's Tom fucking Hanks. We all know it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> 
what did I say for Home Alone? Was it uh, everyone was Macaulay Culkin except Macaulay Culkin, who was played by present day Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was the I listened to the first two Home Alones uh, with y'all, and I loved them. Oh, thank you. Did Did you talk about? Um, I don't know if it probably happened before there was the discussion about having adult Macaulay Culkin be a replacement in the hotel scene. Oh, I did see of that. the second one. I I, th- I think that came to light after that recording would have happened, but uh, I'm I'm for this. Did you see this, Jim? It's a recent tweet, I believe, about Macaulay being on board with this. Yes, yeah. I did see that. Oh God, I love. I would love it if they did that. That would be mm, perfect. <laughs> Macaulay. Macaulay Culkin Culkin. We love you. We really do. He sometimes shows up in like uh he'll show up on like Red Letter Media, who is a um their YouTube channel. He he shows up on them all the time. He's just a guy who really loves movies. He just kinda like shows up and he and he like has very in depth analysis with them. And I'm always like, I'm very impressed. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then I kinda remember like People in L.A. just like movies. Whenever I, like, hear people talk from there, they always, like, go in-depth with, like, very serious movies. And it's always people you don't expect to be like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're in the movie business because they love movies kind of thing. Yeah, I guess if it's if it's the basis of the, the local economy, it just kind of permeates the air, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And you just get a bunch of, like... You get the movie nerds from all over America and other countries as well, I guess, too. It's a, it's also like that thing where it's like, I don't know if you, if either you saw La La Land, where it's like the best actress from a town moves to L.A. and then all of a sudden she's not the best actress in the world anymore. I mean, isn't that kind of the way it goes? Yeah. Or at least you're not the the most well known. I mean, sometimes when you go places, you're just no one. You're like you gotta earn, you gotta earn your keep. Yeah, little fish in a big pond. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt that way when I uh, first moved here because I was doing competitive poetry up in Boston. Then I went to an event here, and whatever, I got fifth place, but st- that's fine out of like eight. But I still felt I was like out of my out of my element. I don't know anyone here, and I was very intimidated, and I never went back. <laughs> That feels like the most politics-based competition I could think of, aside from actual politics. Like, Oh, oh you mean topic-wise? <laughs> topic yeah. Yeah, where it's like, who wins the competition? It's going to be the person who brought the most people to that. It's like a versus. Oh, yeah, no. With, improv. As someone with a lot of trauma, I it mostly was trauma wars. That's really what it was. It was just like, and now my <laughs> trauma versus your trauma. <laughs> There was a competition at, uh, like, a youth high school competition for Slam Poets, and someone was like, I can't do my dead dad poem now because they're doing their dead dad poem. Like, they went up to their judge and they said that. That's, that's bad. Because, like, (laughs) (laughs) you should be, you know, like, how detached do you have to be to your dead dad poem? Like, to just be like, all right, what's next in the catalog of my drama poems? I can't do my dead dad material. I'm going to look like such a poser now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) i yes i'm sorry i had a thought connected with that and then it went away was it speaking of daddy issues no it was not speaking of daddy issues it was with the conversation 
Oh no. Um. We'll keep the dead air. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll buy you time. You got it. Please don't wait on me. <laughs> no, we're Waka you. waka Come waka. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it would help if I ran back and forth in the, like on the screen like a Muppet just like with my arms filling <laughs> well, <you would. laughs> wait is there a video component to the podcast trust us <laughs> no. it's <is> hilarious no. <laughs> no unfortunately people miss out on a lot of the beautiful audio of this podcast I mean the, the video of this podcast there's once in a while like someone will give us a look in the middle of a podcast I'm like Oh, I wish this was a video podcast, just so that I could see someone go. Whenever someone <laughs> says something, and I want that to not be described. I want that look that they can't see in the podcast. Kai, keep it up. I do get I do get called out quite a bit for the the faces I make, which is totally fine. Do you? I think, I mean, I'm not sure if I could count them. I mean, I've edited enough of these podcasts to be like, oh, I definitely made a face there. Oh, by me. Okay, yeah. I guess I would say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I have a fun fact and I wanted your opinions on. So apparently in the beginning when there was like young Indy, um, which was Joaquin Phoenix's like cousin? Is that what it is? His brother, River Phoenix. It's River Phoenix. Okay, yeah. So uh so that's cool like that's a little side fact whatever but the guy who looked like indiana jones because to him like with the leather and the kind of uh with the hat kind of same indiana jones fedora vibe uh was supposed to be the father of marion from the first movie and they didn't explore that or do that but that was like written like an early screenplay kind of thing Mm -hmm. i'm okay with that like how in the first draft of back to the future was supposed to be a refrigerator but then they changed it because they were like, we don't want children sitting in their refrigerators. Which I've done, by the way. Which I didn't get from that concept. So but I, so I did it on my own anyways. Uh, one time I went to we, I went to like the shore with my family and we stayed in a, uh, a motel. And we had just like got we were just like bringing all the stuff in. And I go into a room. They have a mini fridge. And I like bring th- stuff in going in and out. And then I hear like some knocking in the mini fridge. And I'm like, well, I should investigate, shouldn't I? And I like, <laughs> I go over and open up the mini fridge, and my little sister had gotten herself trapped in there. And Whoa. I was like, oh my god, I just saved your life. You're here because of me now. <laughs> that was that was a scary moment for me. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine. I mean, I imagine everyone in your family is just as tall as you. So the concept of no. anyone in your family at any age. No. Being in a mini fridge just sounds impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about refrigerators and being uh, Steven Spielberg adjacent, uh, I was thinking about the scene in E.T. where E.T.'s home alone while Elliot's at school and he's just like popping beers out of the fridge. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I had, I had no idea. I don't even think I knew what alcohol was like when I first saw that movie as a kid. So I was like, oh, man. E.T. is very thirsty, and Elliot is acting silly at school, and neither of these things are related to one another until I watch <laughs> this movie again in 15 years. <laughs> I have not seen that movie since I was a child. Like, it's been over 20 years since I've seen it, so I'm not sure if I got that either. Yeah, it's weird, because they have like that kind of symbiosis 
And because E.T.'s at home getting drunk, Elliot is at school, like, acting a fool. I think, like, I, I think I remember connecting it as a kid, because I remember there's that part where he watches a movie, and then there's a kiss, and then Elliot kisses a girl. Mm. And I was like, oh, because they touched fingers. I got it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person now. Yeah. I'm an adult. Because I wasn't introduced to E.T. through Muppet Babies, I was just... <laughs> lost completely lost i didn't understand the concept honestly if i'm not introduced to muppet babies to any movie titanic didn't make any sense to me like honestly when i saw that guy getting hit by the propeller i was like i need a muppet i need that i need a muppet right now only part i remember for that movie as well <laughs> the hot sex scene in the car absolutely need a muppet i was very young when i saw titanic i saw I, my parents bought it and they were like all right, we got to watch this. I was maybe five years old or something. And it's just every time nudity came up, they go, okay, close your eyes. And that was how I watched it. I haven't seen it since that day. Hmm. I haven't seen it in over 20 years. Well, they put Muppets in it, so be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a similar experience with Pulp Fiction, but the only scene that, like, we had to fast forward through because, like, Dan can't watch this was when they went to the uh, Zed's pawn shop. Okay. Uh, and if you've seen the movie, you know what happens. And if you haven't, you've got a, a cue to watch. I was just about to say the scene too until you said that. I was like, no, now I'm gonna, <laughs> now I'm gonna keep it in. I'm not gonna say exactly which scene it was. I'm sure we've done a few spoilers on this podcast, but yeah, let's let's hold off. I've definitely I've learned I have not seen most of the movies. I think we're gonna do. Um, and that's that's my favorite thing about this fucking podcast is I get to see so many new movies. Some of them are terrible, but <laughs> yeah, this one was new to me. I was very excited to watch watch it, and I was oh, had you not seen this one? Before? I had not seen it. No, no, I had not. Oh. It was like six years ago that I saw Temple of Doom, and then a few years ago I watched um, the one that I still can't remember the name of, even though we did this twenty <laughs> minutes ago. Raiders, Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Uh, and yeah, Last Crusade. I just watched uh, for the first time. Um, before talking with y'all. I was... I was I th- I'm sorry, go ahead, Jim. I was gonna say, I think there's just some movies that, like... You just kind of assume... Yes, they. I've seen them, because they, they're around. It's the most famous thing ever. How have I not seen it? And then one day you're like, Oh, I guess I should sit down and actually watch... Usually it's Star Wars for people, mm-hmm. but, like... I don't know. I... I want. I was gonna say Wizard of Oz, but that's my example of a movie that literally everybody has seen. Maybe I've Be- never met a person who hasn't seen it. Beetlejuice might be a good example. That is oh, a good example. Yeah, yeah. that's a f- I s- fantastic movie that I feel like every child needs to see to be the right amount of scared <laughs> <laughs> of death. Just I don't know. Just the the whole movie. Just like the dancing scene at the table was really terrifying for me as a kid. Uh, you know, because the the moving chair, like uh, because you're very afraid of Harry Belafonte. I don't, I, I don't know, man. That whole scene just got me. And honestly, sandworms, not a fan. I think, I think just just the idea of a, a door in your house leading to an endless desert, regardless yeah. of a being that could just swallow you without realizing living there, right. that concept in and of itself is is hugely terrifying. <laughs> Mostly because I hate yeah. walking. Like I know that I could. Like <laughs> I don't want to have to get back <laughs> to where I. And need walking to go. in sand. Psh, <laughs> get out of here. That's gonna I would. Suck. I would want to wear my flip flops so I don't get the grit in my sneakers. But then right. it gets between your toes, and you got to shower off before you get back in the house. 
The key is to train the sandworm to get- What are you, to- Anakin si- Skywalker? <laughs> <laughs> Gets everywhere. I just hate sand. <laughs> I, don't they also, like, go through the door and then they, like, come back, like, a second later and it's been, like, five years or something like that, too? Am I misremembering that? I don't think it's been five years, but I think time may have passed. Yeah, there's a time jump when he, like, set dresses for the wedding, right? I think so? I don't remember. Oh, it's been so many years since I watched Beetlejuice. Well, was that before or after they found the the cavern of rats under the library? I forget. I don't even remember that part. Oh, no, that was in that was in Last Crusade. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They bred those rats for this movie, like a lot of rats. Really? Yeah. Oh, did they just like unleash them into <laughs> the streets of Venice? I think they played like really sexy music. They like got them to like, you know, get to know each other they did like a lot of q a um they played a dating game with them it was really cute it wasn't they just put them all into a pit and then they were just like well my job is to procreate yeah here we go it might have been that they just they went to fuck town but uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know venice (laughs) y'all have uh y'all ever had the experience of uh having a pet rat or being in close proximity of someone who has venice even the streets are wet (laughs) <laughs> oh no <laughs> i'm sorry it took me a second um feel free to cut it <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um i i have never had uh, a rat i've never known anyone who has a rat but i listen to a podcast where someone has a rat and he, the guy on that podcast says that they're very loving they're a very like cuddly animal I had a roommate whose partner was a rat, and I held it a couple times. And I would, I would have a rat as a pet, especially if it was Rizzo the Muppet. Yeah, I was. I was just about to ask: Was your old roommate a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had this rat named Oroku Saki. <laughs> or was that Shredder? I forget which one's which. Uh, oh my god. No, I'm just trying to think. I, I'm having a lot of brain farts tonight. I'm trying to think of the name of the rat from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sure. Oh, uh, Splinter. Splinter. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're so good. I always get uh, Splinter and Shredder mixed up. Mm. They have very similar names, and they both come from Japan. I think they trained together or under the same dojo or something in some iterations of. This 30-year-old franchise. <laughs> Just about to say, depends on what you're reading or what your source material is. Have have uh, have patri- patronizers asked for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I mean, so this is the fun part, is that we have a mega list. We just present uh, some options and... Oh, it's like an either-or. From Very there, cool. yeah. Well, Jim and I have done it thus far. We've only done it once where we both threw a list of our five that we want to the other person. Mm-hmm. And then that person like the other we kind of cut from each other's lists so no matter what we get stuff that you know we want uh out as options for cool. who's ever there so next time we're just going to do all muppets i think my f- <laughs> my five are going to be muppets what are your five uh muppets and then <laughs> rocky again <laughs> yeah great by the way our next series is going to be rocky <laughs> yeah surprise i've never seen um one. never ever seen one I live in Philadelphia, and I've never seen a Rocky. 
The first one is like a legitimately great movie. I would tell anyone to watch that movie. It is fantastic. Very emotional. Very good. Love it. You can skip every other one. Mm. It, there, I like them all for my own reasons, but honestly, everyone else in the world can skip them. Dude, you're telling uh, our listeners to skip the rest of... Listen to... Watch those movies with us, because we're doing two months <laughs> of episodes about Rocky, so we absolutely want you to watch those movies. Look, I'm not going to be tortured because I love those movies. Every single one of them. I love them each and every single one for my own reasons. Even the fifth one, which is notoriously god-awful. Mm. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's so bad. There's a part where uh, <laughs> a guy goes, touch me and I'll sue. And Rocky's and Rocky punches him in the mouth. And then he goes, sue me for what? And it's like, assault. Yeah, what you you assaulted did. that yeah. man. <laughs> We we all watched it. <laughs> it's filmed. You're on you're on film, Sylvester Stallone. Don't go breaking the fourth wall on me. <laughs> <laughs> what a solid. Imp- uh, <laughs> do you do many impressions? Dan? Was that was that good? I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's dead on. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> hey, I got the I'm a boxer guy. <laughs> for philadelphia that's me <laughs> i ran hey. up some stairs <laughs> look at these stairs adrian who put these stairs here <laughs> sounding like more like we're in that's... new york now who's walking here <laughs> who put these stairs here? hey i'm walking here <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it is now uh, I also like that you, th- uh, in my mind, you think that the movie's about him running up the stairs, and that's it. Like, <laughs> he's just is walking around, he's just like, hey, who put these stairs here? <laughs> and then he climbs them. End of movie. <laughs> God. I like, someone made fun of me once because I thought that the movie Twister was about, uh, a killer twister that was following a family around. Oh, it's way They're like, no, they're tornado hunters. Like, they go find them. I was like, I thought it was literally just one killer tornado. <laughs> that really hates Helen Hunt. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> seen that movie since I was like 10, so like, I didn't know. Hmm. We all watched movies as children and then didn't watch them again as adults, and then you watch it as an adult, and then you're like, wow, I was way off base what this movie was about. I'm really excited to get drunk soon and watch uh, the movie Daylight because I've talked about it and I watched it so much as a kid that I just need to see Sylvester Stallone get a bunch of people out of a big tunnel in an explosion that happened. I'm very excited. It's gonna be so dumb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's me. I'm saving everybody from a tunnel. <laughs> Whoa! What time is it? Looks like daylight out. It's <laughs> the day with a movie. Wink. It's me. I did a porn once. <laughs> I got paid three hundred dollars. This is <laughs> my favorite part about this is this is not my my impression of Sylvester Stallone. I have one. This is my impression of Dan's impression of <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Good. Good. You gotta get one. Oh.
Oh, is, I didn't think it would be Sylvester Stallone in this Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it if they actually replaced Indiana Jones with Sylvester Stallone. Hey, check it out. Hitler signed my book. <laughs> oh my god, becoming Southern now. <laughs> okay. That scene, though, was fantastic. Him bumping into <laughs> Hitler and Hitler not realizing that he's now holding the, the exact thing he wants. What a fucking idiot. You idiot. Fuck you, Hitler. Wait, what? <laughs> Hot <Wait>. take. <laughs> Hot take, guys. <laughs> Hitler's an idiot. Fuck Hitler. <laughs> yeah, take that, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you caught that, right, Jim? What the yeah the the Hitler scene? Yeah 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 I saw I've seen the movie. Um, <laughs> you know what things are. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of strange when Hitler shows up in a movie. You kind of you don't go wait what Hitler scene are you talking about? <laughs> I I did in preparation for this because I knew that there was the scenes with Hitler. I watched Triumph of the Will for this, mm. which is a propaganda film from the 30s that was made by the Nazis. And it is, uh, it's supposed to be the greatest piece of propaganda ever made. And I watched it, and it was literally nothing but a bunch of parades, then Hitler makes a speech, and then at one point, a bunch of, like, 12-year-old boys wrestles with their shirt off, shirts off. And I was like, and it was the most popular video movie in Nazi Germany. Which is, which what I'm trying to say is, Nazis were idiots. We, they we watched- put the... The biggest group of people on a camera lens ever. And that <laughs> means the movie's great. <laughs> we looked at aerial shots of Berlin. I love my country. You get it. That was my German accent. That's very good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guten Tag. I should be better. I'm part German. I'm 25% German. All I know how to say is Ishava Grossa. Ishava Grossa. What's bean? Bona, I think. Sounds like I have a big boner, though. Mm. What What are you trying to say? <laughs> I have a big bean. I, okay. I didn't take, I didn't take uh, German, but all of the kids I went to school with did. And so all I got was the dumb shit that they learned how to say. I think the only word I know in German is Pferd. Which is? I think it's horse. I think it's German. (laughs) I could be way off base. Well, hold on. Do we have any horses listening to the podcast? If so, hit us up on Twitter and let us know if you... Hashtag hashtag (laughs) P-F-E-R-D. Oh, it looks like we just got a tweet. Uh, It says... (laughs) <laughs> I sp- wait jim how's that spelled p-f-e-r-d <laughs> stupid horse <laughs> horses are dumb take that horses i uh, uh i watched this with my girlfriend which by the way uh I don't know if I want to do it now or at the end of the podcast. I wrote down every word, everything she said while we were watching the movie. And <laughs> one of my favorite ones was uh, at the very end, she goes, Oh, 
it begun with horses and it uh, ended with horses. <laughs> and then, and then she sweet. said, that, "That's a nice thing." And then she then she pointed at me and said, "That's a good point." And I was like, "I didn't say it. You said it." <laughs> no, but I like it. Like as if the like, next sentence is like, "That's really good for horses." I feel like that's really gonna be good She's PR like, for horses. Good point, me. <laughs> Uh, the last note I made, I was just writing notes as I was watching it as, as things came to me. And uh, when I finished watching it, with it starting as him as a Boy Scout, and with there being uh, the magic Jesus cup, uh, I thought that if, you, if we remade this movie uh, in the last few years, we possibly could have called it My Little Indie Jesus is Magic. Because, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was, there was some resurrection happening. There were there were magic spells. We could have made a D and D campaign out of this. Yes, I'm in. In D and D Jones. We all were just sitting there like there's a joke here somewhere. I'm glad you got it, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had a couple uh, little conversational questions here. I am curious. I'm yeah. Curious if I brought this up in one way or form or another on the podcast, Jim, but. You drink it from a cup for eternal life. You gonna do it? Oh no! I want to die. Dan has uh, almost kind of spit up a little bit of beverage here. Uh, apparently, Dan finds it humorous that Jim wants to decease himself. <laughs> A whole cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was like four more ounces of water in that cup than I thought there was. <laughs> and when you're talking about drinking from the cup of eternal life, I'm like, man, I'm really thirsty right now. I might as well just pour this cup all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought you were doing a bit like I, I'm drinking bowl. <laughs> it might have started that way, but uh, I'm sufficiently damp. But I'm having a good time. <sighs> I apologize. Oh All of our podcasts is in the wet zone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are we in? Oh, are we in Venice. You <laughs> 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 Oh, my face is like Venice. <laughs> you could roll a boat off my face and be greeted by a secret Nazi lady. Hey. <laughs> it's me, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh my god. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh. Can we save that clip and use it as promotional material? <laughs> Do you need this video? I don't mind. <laughs> Are you gonna be okay? I need a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna be right back with a. Uh, we're gonna hit to commercials real quick. <laughs> hey, Kai. Hey, Jim. I'm always hungry all the time. Well, what do you do when you're hungry, Jim? Oh, I usually just, you know, starve. How do you do it? I eat pizza bagels because you can have them at any time. Wow. Is there a jingle to that? I don't yes, believe so. Jingle. 
Dan, sing the jingle. Uh, take a sip from the pizza cup. You will know when your life is up. Pizza cup. <laughs> pizza cup. Pizza cup. Four ninety nine at your local grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back <laughs> what a gracious sponsor uh my other question was have either one of you ever jumped uh from a horse to a tank before i jumped uh, on a I horse ha- once <laughs> i have jumped from a paired to a panzer but only once <laughs> i like <laughs> I hope every time you think of a German word, you'll say it. Like someone sneezes, you're just like Gunzutite. Uh that was that was I think the most impressive action sequence in this movie that was not uh blue screened. Was the, the, the chase on the train? Oh well the, the jump oh. the, the horse the horse oh, the and horse. tank and the whole the whole tank sequence was was mm-hmm. was great. I especially that jump. Uh, I felt so bad for the horse because, like, that's gotta hurt that horse. Like, was it Indiana Jones or was it Sean Connery that had to jump to the horse? I don't remember. Either way, one of them who I'm sh- who are about the same size had to jump onto a horse while there was also another person riding that horse. Horses can't take a lot of weight. And he specifically said he didn't want a camel, so that's on him. Dude, why does he hate fucking camels so much? Maybe he has a, a similar to the snakes, uh, a, a camel-related trauma. Mm. I think one of my favorite parts in the beginning on that train was the two giraffes' heads sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any point about that, that, and I know that was just a random thought in the middle of this, but I, <laughs> I just love when there's two giraffes' heads sticking out, because then you go, oh, it's a zoo train, or not a zoo train, a, a circus train. Yeah, they got the line in there. Like, it just kept escalating and getting worse and worse through the whole train. It was a fun scene. Okay. This is a weird I really... childhood memory that I have. Were you attacked by a lion, Jeff? No. Did either of you have this thing where, like, the the circus train went through town, so everyone gathered near the tra- uh, railroad tracks to... I'm seeing a lot of nose right now. To uh, gathered near the railroad tracks and then <laughs> wave to the people in the circus, even though they weren't stopping in your town, they were stopping like six towns over. You got the fucking circus leftovers. Not even. It just the circus went through our town, <laughs> and it was the most exciting thing that happened to my small town that I lived in. <laughs> I had never heard of a circus train until I watched Indiana Jones on the Last Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is a circus train? <laughs> oh, you never saw like Dumbo? Like they have, they put everyone on a train and then they like they go around towns and then apparently every <laughs> a bunch of small town folk go and wave at the clowns. I do actually have a a, uh, a point of reference. Actually, it's from the movie Bubble Boy. So forgive me, I'm familiar mm. with 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 circus trains. I mean, train train tracks were just the internet of the time, <laughs> and the entire internet is a circus. So it only makes sense that if we have trains, there will be circus trains. What is the internet, if not just a series of trains 
taking information from one computer to all of the computers. It's the information circus highway. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone said information superhighway in 12 years? Not since <laughs> we're not bringing since it back. That, not since that's fairly odd parents episode where he went into cyberspace. They they it was called information superhighway and I was like who is this for? Who is this episode for? <laughs> <laughs> we got to make an episode about the hot new trend, the internet. <laughs> it's 2005. YouTube is is sweeping the nation. <laughs> um I did like that on the train scene they uh they like made a nod to Indian or to like Harrison Ford's like scar on his chin. They had him like poorly throw the whip and hit himself in the face. Yeah, yeah. But really, what I mean, it's really cool. Like, what a fun little like setup and nod to like him growing up and like his ex- first exposure to a whip. Which, by the way, in the series, he usually uses for like one tiny fucking thing. Um, they don't. I feel like they're not using the whip enough. I want him to Tarzan it up a little bit more. But whatever. Wait. Baby Kermit used the whip a lot more <laughs> than Henry Indiana Jones Jr. Seriously. He he used it like three times. He used it once to go across, to go into the room that was next to him when he was <laughs> in that German castle. And cool. then he used it again to whip his dad in the foot so he could get him off of the tank. And a third time. And he, and he whipped and it, the lion with the lion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the lion. Indiana Jones is a simple formula. <laughs> he goes to a place, he goes to another place, he whips some things, he gets captured, then he goes to another place, and then he finds the ancient artifact. I really did like that they leaned more into like the daddy relationship and they did like a love interest for this one. That made me really happy. I'm glad that they did that. Yeah, I did like the love interest, and then she's like, she's like, oh, I'm a Nazi, and you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm not interested in you anymore. Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard no for me too. Yeah, (laughs) it's gonna be a no for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) It just it kept feeling like like they were like it was gonna happen again, and I'm just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) stop, stop doing this movie. Yeah, (laughs) my my girlfriend got very upset because when they're burning all the books, she's like crying, and she's like. Are they trying to make her sympathetic? She's a Nazi. You can't make them sympathetic. And then she, while she's crying, she yells at the screen. Oh, you're sad about books? That's where you draw the line? Oh, fuck the Jews. No, we only care about books being burned. Jesus. Well, at a point, uh, Walter Donovan, I think his name was Walter. I don't quite remember. The guy who hired Indy at the beginning of the movie. Later on, he's like, I I don't actually Nazi. I just hired and worked with Nazis. And it's like, movie, they're not different, movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, movie. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> being okay with Nazis is essentially being a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I want to say Rotten Treasure stands behind that concept. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that was the smartest thing I've ever said, and I'm going to uh, put that on my tombstone. <laughs> so, folks, welcome to the new segment called Random Thoughts Rachel Had. I want to get into this. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I I did I did take out some of the like ones that were like whatever, uh, but we're not just going to call her. No, no. <laughs> she said things like, oh, they're going to Spain. Oh, never mind. That's Venice. <laughs> Good. Uh, he's sweating a lot. 
<laughs> my legs are itchy. Uh, oh no! <laughs> That's fair. Oh no! It's a snake statue. Does that mean there's going to be snakes in there? Indy is blissfully unaware for a crime fighter. Not a crime fighter. <laughs> when they put the like uh, the the guy's the bust in the door, she went, "That door is busted." That was good. <laughs> and then she looked at me. And then she looked at me and said, "Are you writing that down in things? Are you writing that under things you don't like?" <laughs> and then she said, "I'm funny. Can you write that down and then send me a screenshot?" <laughs> uh, is that supposed to be Hitler? Shot of what is very clearly Hitler. <laughs> um, why don't you talk to me like that? In response to the poem Sean Connery says after killing a bunch of birds. Uh, oh, when the tank goes over the side of the cliff, she said, this is kind of like Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, <laughs> she meant Thelma and Louise. <laughs> this is, this is kind of like Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> same. Total same. Those Laurel and Hardy movies, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I have a really long hair on my legs. Look at this. <laughs> I feel like I really need to watch a movie with <laughs> with Rachel because I feel like we're on the same level. Oh, she she talks throughout the entire movie. It's great. Oh, same. Three brothers, like in Harry Potter. Can we watch Harry Potter? And uh, my favorite is I found a, I read an article about a guy who got shot in the forehead, but he lived and had a huge gaping wound. And once in a while, little bits of bullet would fall out. <laughs> She just said that randomly at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't talk Well, to there you. were guns in the movie, so yeah. it was on my mind. <laughs> she also got very excited when she they uh, Indiana Jones throws that one guy out of the blimp. Oh, she yeah. Goes, she, she went, what's he going to say? Something like, no ticket or something like that. <laughs> Which is exactly what he says, and she freaked out. Yeah, no, it's fan-fucking-tastic. She's never seen the movie, but she called that out. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Classic line, and everybody on the fucking blimp is like, oh, "Here's my ticket. Oh, please don't murder me, <laughs> random man." Hey, I got. To, I got a ticket. Uh, I knew that line as like a call out from some old Kevin Smith movie. Nice. But because it's I had a... because I hadn't seen the movie until very very recently, I was like, "Oh, things that things that happened. I see." <laughs> it's in um. It's Silent Bob's only line in Dogma. Okay. Is what? I guess that's why it stuck out. It, it like yeah. bore itself into my skull. Oh my god, it is in Dogma. No ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. Dumb. Yeah. It, the only uh, the other th- line I always think of when it, between Kevin Smith and Indiana Jones is when uh, the and Clark's when that woman's like, "Are you guys open yet?" And Randall goes, "No time for love, Doctor Jones," and then walks into the <laughs> into the convenience store. So I guess that makes sense that that's also Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though I don't remember it, we just watched. It would have been in Raiders of Lost Ark, and I didn't. I don't remember it at all. I gotta admit something a little bit vulnerable here. Uh, to show growth uh, of mine, I my first license plate was a vanity license plate that said Snoogans. <laughs> oh no! From Jay and Silent Bob, I believe oh, it's no. a catchphrase of of Jay, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did it with a Z, just because that's how cool I was. 
on my yeah. i like to imagine because snoogans with an s was taken it was because <laughs> someone was on my level snoochie boochies is just too long for a vanity plate uh, <laughs> i shortly replaced it with woodstock which everyone thought was in relationship to uh musical peanuts? but it was a uh, musical festival but it's indeed peanuts the bird yes um penis the, the yo bird. the the new peanut show is called the snoopy show really like, yeah, it's on some some streaming service. Like, let's face it, that's what you're here to see. You want to see this fucking dog, right? That's who I liked as a kid. I used to read those comics all the time. My mom collected those books when she was a kid, Aww. and then she gave them to me. So I used to read them all the time, and I adored Snoopy. He's just so he's so cool. He doesn't say things; he thinks them. And then Woodstock, he only says things in lines. Genius comedy. <laughs> You know how Snoopy, like but um, everybody's muppets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, keep going. Ignore that. <laughs> Thank you. No, please. I was I was thoroughly distracted by thinking about Garfield minus Garfield. Oh yeah, uh, I see. Because this. talking about talking about Snoopy and Woodstock, I think that you could take lines directly out of any comic by Bill Watterson that only featured dialogue from Calvin and Hobbes and switched it to panels with Snoopy and Woodstock, I think it'd be great. Ooh, I could see that. I could... Ooh, ooh. That sounds like a fun little project that I'm never going to ever do because I don't know how to Photoshop. <laughs> I'm going to write... But I, I do know how to Photoshop, and I'm going to I'm gonna do at least one of these and see if it's got legs. Yes, please do. Honestly, <laughs> you have uh, five weeks until this airs, so let us oh. know. We can put it with the promo. Cool. I was, as you were saying that, I thought you were going to say, like, uh, Peanuts without Snoopy, where it's just like Charlie Brown comes out, and he's like, why don't you ever eat your food? No, the, cor- the correct character to remove from Peanuts is Charlie Brown. Yeah. Because then it's just children having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie Brown so is that friend. Oh, dude. Bummer. That's why we love him. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a womp womp kind of character. He says things. I didn't have any follow up to that. He likes a girl with red hair? Sounds right. I don't know. I don't remember. It's I can't I didn't really I didn't really grow up watching or or doing the cartoons too much. But apparently I loved it just enough to actually get my vanity plate relationship to it for some reason. Yeah, that's kind of weird that you were like, I want my identity to be with something that I don't really know that much about. So, backstory. I had a very, um, I had a girlfriend in high school that was uh, very suggestive about the things that I liked. Uh, in that, I threw out some of my clothing, some of my CDs, and then I liked some things that were new mm. that I didn't like before. Peanuts being one of them. Oh, oh so you just did it was like, like that thing where they were like, Oh, I don't like uh, Dave Matthew bands that much. And you're just like, yeah, me neither. And then you'd like throw out all of the Dave Matthews bands you own. I like suddenly like the clash um, a lot more. And well, also, I mean... you know, when it happens when you start dating someone, you kind of like start to like things out of impulse that they like a little bit. Um, Cause you want to be like, we're bonded. We like the same stuff, but I tried way too hard and forced peanuts. I don't really care. It's fine. They're funny. I like a lot of things. So, like, I do 
when I date someone, I do basically introduce them to things that I like. Mm. Like when I when I met my uh, when I met my current girlfriend, I uh, I immediately showed her over the garden wall, which uh, <laughs> I was about to say, Dan. <laughs> I know we've talked about this before. Uh, yeah, I love that series. I immediately showed her that. It's it's such like a it's such a beautifully, it's it's so its own thing, but also very familiar. I love it. Yeah, it's very much like. Yeah, you you take a, a, a an Adventure Time storyboarder who grew up on, like, Grimm's fairy tales and like Americana storybooks and. Uh, mm-hmm that's just what you get and it's great and it's dark and it's wonderful and i love it oh teapot and conehead yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's one way to put it (laughs) yeah someone put this on in front of me once i was way too high at the time to really sit down and watch it you know when someone's like you guys guys it's late we gotta watch the movie and it's like no one's gonna really watch this amazing movie right now hey guys you know how you were all gonna go home but i got a tape we can watch <laughs> it's really good it's called rocky one i was in this <laughs> <laughs> i was i was gonna say is it the porn that sylvester stallone was in <laughs> oh no wrong tape <laughs> it takes it out, puts in the porn. <laughs> I must have accidentally taped over it with this four times. Let's just watch this instead. No, I got paid three hundred dollars for this. <laughs> that guy's the key grip. I like to imagine he's giving like <laughs> behind the scenes things that no one cares about. <laughs> uh. It's I the first time I watched it I was it was literally like two days after me and an ex broke up, so I cried so much watching it. It's so it's so adorable, but at the same time I was like, why am I having so much emotions? Oh no! But in uh, comparison, at that time I believe like the next day I cried because I watched Gordon Ramsay cook a steak, uh, and I thought he was just so passionate about a steak. That I wish that I was that passionate about something. <laughs> I thought you wanted to be the steak. I thought you really were going to say, I just really wanted to be that steak. I wanted Gordon to care about me. <laughs> I wanted him to melt the butter and just baste it. I just, just, the steak's not done until you baste it like that. That's not enough red wine vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> that was me when I was 23 or 22. I was 22. I gotta say, when I saw that Gordon Ramsay had a show with kids, like he was gonna do, like, you know, a little Hell's Kitchen Junior or whatever, maybe it wasn't Hell's, whatever the fuck Master Chef Junior. Master Mm -hmm. Chef Junior. I never watched those shows, but I knew that he yelled a lot, so I was like, is he gonna fucking yell at these kids? (laughs) He didn't. The opposite. Yeah, he's very, very nice on it. But, yeah, wow, okay. I thought he was gonna, like, say things equal in tone, but, like, very, like, PG version. He's much more he's much more toned down on the uh the, the non-American episodes of uh Kitchen Nightmares and he also <laughs> had a series called The F Word. Yeah. Uh it mean it mean it means food oh. in this context, I think. Not like uh <laughs> Oh. You said it. <laughs> I I why didn't you change it? Why didn't you? <laughs> Fight. 
Yeah, it is hard to choose that word. That was a community reference. Go ahead. Um, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Uh, the F word. Oh, yeah. No, only that Gordon Ramsay is uh, m- more low-key than uh, his his persona uh, is, is made out to be always. I think a lot of that is like American editing. Yes, and that like that sh- that violin between every commercial cut is like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always do it like, oh, I'm not going to have enough time, and then they always cut to like just like la- like just last minute finish, like you know, four seconds get it on the plate. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I've eaten this. I just love yelling at screens. <laughs> I had a friend who was on one of those tattoo shows where they do that kind of thing. Mm. And um, it was a friend of a friend. I don't know why I'm lying to you right now. Um, But my friend who knew the person was like, oh, yeah, this part where they say they only have like 30 seconds left. That apparently wasn't true. Like (gasps) everyone did it at like their own pace. In fact, I I think someone came back like the next day to get it finished up. Are you telling are you telling me that they they shoot different elements and then they they patch them together for dramatic effect? Uh, like edit like like editing? I'm I'm so I'm on a, I don't know this word. Oh god. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like blow everything out of the water. I really Wait, so when I when I made when I made Lego stop motion videos, I didn't just have to stop and stop and start the vcr and and start over if the if i realized i wanted a scene earlier or on and i didn't i didn't have to read oh oh my god i i think about one time i made like a uh like a short film for with a friend and this was before he had gone to film school i later made like a short film with him later and i was like oh this is much more efficient than the first time we made it we shot everything in sequence (laughs) Even though there were like camera angles that would have been the same, so we like t- we like set down the camera. Then we were like, okay, next shot, and then we like moved it around, set it up, and then we moved it back to the original spot. We we're like, eventually, he was like, why didn't we just leave it there and then <laughs> do both those shots, and then do the next shot? We were idiots. We were seventeen, so like, what do you got to do? <laughs> we were probably high at the time. Well, hopefully you can actually save the Indiana Jones franchise and maybe you can write the sixth, the fifth one. Are they making a fifth one? I think they're making a fifth one. If they're making one, it would be a fifth one. Yeah, I think they're making a fifth one. Sounds right. Did you ever see the remake of RoboCop made by just fans? (laughs) I've seen one scene of it. (laughs) Uh, the, The part with the dildos? Yep. Yeah, that's the scene everyone's seen. There's an even weirder one with uh, in, <laughs> uh, when all the cops are in the um, uh, uh, the shower, they did like 3D models of it, and it's just like <laughs> everyone it, they didn't feel like animating it, so everyone is just stiff in like the Christ position, and then they just move very unnaturally, and everyone has a penis no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's fantastic. I once watched way too much of like a fan animated version of just like Shrek remade. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yes. 
And it felt very much like that that RoboCop remake, but like no one shot anything in real life. It was just just awful blender experiments like the 3d rendering software yes and like i watched it for 45 minutes because i was just it was astoundingly beautiful and terrifying it's weird how long you'll watch things that you don't that you're like this is interesting but like not that interesting (laughs) it depends on what time of the day it is for me for whatever reason like witching hour times it's fucking all it's on i'll fucking look at anything (laughs) (laughs) It gets past like 2 a.m. and I'm awake. Whatever, internet. You bring it to me. I think one time at like 2 a.m. I watched (laughs) probably like a half hour of Star Wars, but all of the shots were rearranged in (laughs) the length of the shot. So like (laughs) the shortest shots were first and then the last (laughs) shots were all really long. So it was just like the first like twenty minutes of it was just like pew 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 and then eventually it became actual scenes, but it was all completely out of order. Oh my god! I I think it was probably B movie, but it might have been a different movie because it was it was incomprehensible nonsense anyway. But someone had re-edited re-edited a film to have all of the. Ah 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 sounds, and then all of the sounds, and then the entire it just was just twenty minutes of ah sounds, and then like a few b sounds, and it was just like someone mumbling the alphabet for ninety minutes. This is how far we've made it as human beings. Look at us making endurance tests for everybody else. This is what artificial intelligence is doing. We're so good. I'm almost certain that was the B movie because there was a there was a, a a trend a while ago where they did that with B movie Shrek and the all all star by um uh, uh Smash Mouth Smash Mouth yeah they they would do things with those three videos um it it would be like B B movie but it's only B's or Shrek but every time he takes a step it gets fifty percent faster yep. Or All Star, uh, and it never stops coming. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite edit of All Star was when someone did a, a a Bach Corral arrangement. Oh no! So it's it's kind of like the song you know plus four harmonies, but n- not quite that. Uh, but it's it's kind of it's kind of beautiful sounding. Uh, so if, if if you if you Google Smash Mouth All Star, C H O R A L E. Uh, this will come up, and it's pretty cool. Hell yeah. I'm definitely going to watch that. There's, like, sometimes you see those and you're like, I kind of like this better than the original. No doubt. I went through a phase of, like, there was... The internet went through a phase of Megalomania from Undertale, them doing that song over and over in completely different ways, where it'd be like, Megalomania, except it's every other beat. And there was one, I think it was, like, a jazz or a swing version, where I was like, this is better than the original. I like this a lot. Was that it? Was that insane in the rain? <laughs> I think I think I know who did this version that you're talking about. To oh, be, to be honest, it probably was. Uh, I love that they did it in Weeds with that little boxes song because I always love the different variations oh, they started cool. doing too. I fucking loved Weeds. You... I liked it for I, I I watched three seasons I think and then I really it, it I kind of lost interest. It did get bad. It did get bad. Um, that from everyone but it's one of those ones that i had to finish out but yeah still i i hear you the beginning stuff is always the best 
I had a uh, friend th- who watched it. That was my experience with weeds. <laughs> so please continue with your thought. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say with the B-movie and Shrek stuff, I think it was specifically like some recent change that was made to like YouTube copyright law or something. And it was like, this is this piece of media, but I'm making my thing on it. And it was basically like all these bots that would like uh, learn to find the different audio cues or whatever and like auto compile these movies to like auto populate a lot of these YouTube channels and then with the the megalovania stuff that came like with the whole like alternate universe uh culture that came with like undertale fan media and so like all of that came from like it's just interesting when you take a property and you put certain limits on it in terms of who can do what with it that those create you know the 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 memification of whatever artworks are created after that it's so wild there's like with uh undertale in general uh there is fan versions of the game that are have as big of followings as most other games like there's versions of that game that are that everyone that everyone loves and then they have favorite characters from that and it's wild to watch something literally derivative of something else become so incredibly popular and have its own following and to and to have to be part of the following for those fan games, you a need to have an understanding of how the characters behave in the you know Toby Fox universe of it. Mm-hmm. But then everyone is like you know uh, kind of like a quarter turn into like a different personality type in these other creations. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, people people make interesting things. I it, it that does kind of remind me of. Do you remember? uh twitch plays pokemon oh yeah oh i followed the hell out of that when that was going on and then people have written they they like took the footage and then they like wrote down everything that went on i would highly suggest reading uh i guess fan fiction is is not the right word but it's still the word i'm going to use it has its own mythos like twitch plays pokemon created its own mythos and if you don't know what twitch plays pokemon is uh, Twitch is uh, a website where people stream video games, and usually it's people playing video games, but Twitch Plays Pokemon was a bot that was uh, programmed to put the inputs into the game from the Twitch chat of viewers that are engaging with the stream. So it's like oh, wow. 40,000 people, probably the wrong number, but several hundred or yeah. maybe several thousand people at a certain point were typing left, A, select, oh, that's start, wild. and they finished the game. It took them 11 that's straight days. Nonsense. Um, and uh, You got to work together. Basically, pretty much. Well, well. It, there, it swayed between... It swayed between, like, Democratic voting and, like, the next vote that came in. It was and anarchy. you could vote on how the votes... Yeah, I, I, yeah, anarchy. You could vote on how the votes were tallied and, like, switch how the votes were tallied in real time. But a lot of what happened <laughs> is that uh, because the same inputs would happen and because it's a little particular in how you navigate spaces... Most of what was happening was the player character just investigates the same item in their inventory over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So that item basically became like a conduit for God, like the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it the Helix fossil that they kept opening? It was it, the Ammonite one. Yeah, Helix fossil. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. It. it yeah, I did love them. <laughs> Constantly opened up the Helix thing, and uh, Professor Oak's like. Now we don't need to use that right now, but they're like, he's 
He's consulting God. Shut up. <laughs> and then they like, they try to put something in the, uh, in the PC at one point, and then, which was a very dangerous move because they accidentally tossed out like half of their Pokemon, including their most useful one, and they were like, "No, we've we've destroyed this game. We can't do anything anymore." <laughs> it was wild. I feel like there's always going to be someone who's trying to tank the game, who's literally just an antagonist to fuck with everybody else. Yeah, that was why it was anarchy. Like, uh, what was it? And wasn't there's the the Leroy Jenkins person, right, with uh, mm-hmm. World of Warcraft? Didn't they just like randomly decide to just go into the raid or something like that? Like they just like everyone is trying so, to like. So the Le- context for Leroy Jenkins, the point at the dungeon that they're in is already maybe like 40 minutes, like once you started the dungeon, and it was a 40 mm-hmm. player raid dungeon, oh, which no. usually like takes days of planning or you get on a schedule with your guild to be able to enter this dungeon. So they needed they needed yeah. to do the planning. They needed to compile 40 people. They needed to raid for 40 minutes. And I think kill two bosses up until that point. Oh, no. And then this dude runs into a room full of dragon eggs breaks them all the eggs swarm the party which also causes the guards in the room to swarm the party as well so usually you're trying to kill one or two things at a time uh but leroy jenkins is just like no 50 dragon eggs and all of the guards good luck i just ruined your friday night (laughs) whatever i got chicken (laughs) i mean i had a roommate in college who would literally leave parties being like gotta go train you know like got a raid coming up you know whatever like it would be a big deal to just drop whatever the fuck he was doing mm-hmm. to go do world of warcraft that is a yeah, man you gotta get those dragon points you gotta roll need baby I, I think that's what i need to do <laughs> i should have actually got into world of warcraft during the the pandemic what's wrong with me that wouldn't be smart uh <laughs> i never i never tried it uh it, it always seemed like too intimidating for me because i'm i'm not a i'm not a good gamer whatsoever uh i have tried like some mmo recently with like people i work with and i'm like this is just not for me i i can't this is not the kind of game i like to play i feel like i want to play the healer i always like doing that kind of stuff in like when i used to play a lot of call of duty i like being that person who came in and just like saved someone's butt last minute and like kept the game alive i need i'm i'm a brute force person i it's just i there's some game that i play with my coworkers where all i do is i just get this like the biggest weapon and the biggest guy, and then I just go in and just mash buttons, and I'm just like, bam, 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 bam. I'm gonna win. <laughs> I, where's the healer? I'm dying. <laughs> Speaking of I'm done, I did want to ask Dan, do you have, we're at the point where I do want to ask, do you have any final notes that you did not get out into this podcast? I want to make sure oh, yeah. there is no stone unturned. Oh, man. Let me, let me see my notes. I can vamp, or Jim, if, if you have one. I did. I did write a like a, a, just a synopsis of what I think I learned from Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Oh, please! Uh, yes. Sometimes you need to recognize what you have and what your values are, even in the face of letting go of a magic immortality cup protected by Paladin Jesus magic. <laughs> <laughs> I might cut like the last ten or twelve words off, but <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh my god. Read that at my funeral. That's so <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I have one. That's weird. I, I have one that says, what are Spanish conquistadors doing in Utah? <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> I think uh, that was one where I was like, I had to think it out, and I was like, I guess it would make sense because that's kind of near Mexico. But what are they doing in Utah? Why are there like, why is there an ancient Spanish artifact deep in the caves of Utah? <laughs> in Arches, which I've been to. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. It's about as interesting as it is in the opening of the movie. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. None of these are arches. <laughs> Not a single one. <laughs> they all like used to be arches like thousands of years ago. So there's like five arches that you can see. If you've ever seen the Utah license plate, uh, one of them is on, uh, one of the arches is on that license plate. But for the most part, they'd all collapsed thousands of years ago. Hmm. So it's kind of boring. But also, if you like nature, it's good. Have you heard Have you heard of the conspiracy theory that all of like the giant plateaus in the desert are actually the, the trunks of ancient trees? Ooh. Yes. Yes, I have heard that. I, I'm surprised. As soon as you started talking, I was like, no, I haven't heard this. This is dumb, whatever it is. And then you said ancient trees. I was like, oh, my God. I have heard this thing. <laughs> so this is true then? Uh, it's just, I mean, it's yeah. what the internet told me, so I can only take it at face value. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not true, but <laughs> but yeah, sure, it's true. I did, I, did, I, did have one, I did have one more thought. Like, if you're, if you're stealing these priceless uh, ancient Coronado's Cross from the Utah desert, and you are, you know, willing to chase a, a kid down a circus train and, and risk getting impaled by a rhino, like, they would, they would have shot that mm-hmm. kid. Oh my like, god, yeah. They just, they just, like, we wouldn't have had a movie, <laughs> yeah. and, like, you know, oh retroactively, we would have had to retcon two movies out of existence, but, like, they would have just shot, you know, baby Henry dead. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But, or they just do exactly what they do in all, ju- it, it's fucking Star Wars. They're just pew pew, pew pew, it's gonna be that. They didn't even give me a couple missed shots, you know? There was also later in the movie, I, I thought a very similar thing, which was when they had Sean Connery in the, in the tank, they ha- they're holding a gun to him, I was like, First of all, why wouldn't you just shoot him? You don't really need him at this point. You have his diary. I guess you're keeping him around because, like, maybe there are some things that we don't know yet. But they shoot him later anyway to inspire Indy. But they're holding a gun at him. What's the point of holding a gun at him if he's able to pick up a gun? Like, he was able to grab, like, (laughs) another gun falls right in front of him. The Nazi's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't have time to pick up a second gun. And then... Sean Connery ends up picking it up and I think knocking him out, not with the gun. <laughs> now that I think about it. I know we, I know we got his dad to kill someone. Sean Connery definitely murdered in this movie. Uh in the plane. They both had they mur- they murdered quite a bit. Um a thing that, that kind of made me mad is and maybe you can explain this. The 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 older dude who's like kinda locking like holding down the fort and being like, I, my job's to protect the Holy Grail. How does oh. he survive? Drinking from the Grail. He- that's it? Does he Oh, that's it? He doesn't eat. Cuz the grail gives a uh, long life. That's all you need. You don't need food, you could just live off that. Right. I mean, he was pretty he was pretty slim in the face. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Although what 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 cantrips do paladins get though? Like he can probably make can he can he like he probably multi-class mage and he's probably just making food. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm I'm going to ask this. Because I've gone my entire life not knowing, and I'm now, and I'm curious, what's a paladin? 
uh, a Jesus Knight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's like it, it's like if you if you take uh if you take like a a a warrior and a cleric and you and you smash them together and you give them a holy duty. Okay. I was. It, it's something I've heard a million times from video games. Never once. I never once knew what it was, was always too afraid to ask, and for some reason never thought to look it up. Yeah, it's like a um like a, a literally like righteous justice cop, basically. Okay. Uh so like you could probably spin it and say that the Punisher is a paladin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean you could probably build that character sheet. I'm not saying it's correct. Oh, you could do whatever you want. I could say that Sylvester Stallone is a paladin somehow. Robocop. <laughs> hey, He's not even me. Robocop. <laughs> I love Jesus. I'm a knight. <laughs> Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd is a, is a paladin. That checks out. I do want to ask, uh, in addition to that, do you have anything you would like to promote? Yes. Uh, wait, me? Yes. Yes, Dan. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I don't give a shit what Jim wants to promote coming in don't tell me about your life jim i don't want to know i revealed uh, too much by saying that i had a girlfriend so <laughs> <laughs> good Dan. uh i'm on instagram at dan on the internets there's an s on the end nice. uh not, that's, a, that's, not a z nope dan on the <laughs> internets that's my my instagram that's my twitch i have a youtube too but i never update it instagram is where i'm most active uh i'm i've just been working on some music stuff so maybe that'll come out uh on instagram at the filthy mansion uh it's just kind of like a placeholder for now but we're working on we're working on stuff uh and i guess if uh if improv comedy ever happens in person i might do that in the future (laughs) (laughs) just as a general idea of something to do yeah just that's my five-year plan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> to do improv in real life again well thank you so much for being on the show dan yeah no prob uh thanks for having me uh what did what did what did you learn today jim oh <laughs> <laughs> oh i like this no jim what was the lesson oh, you God. walked away from with this from this movie um no don't say that because that was what i was gonna say <laughs> Oh, it was like the end of the episode. It's like post credits, and uh, it, Kermit Kermit takes the the Indiana Jones hat off, and he's <laughs> he's holding it close to his heart, and he's telling us the lesson we learned today. Um, I learned that if you mention drinking in front of Dan, he will throw all of his water into his face. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kai? I don't know. I think I learned that. Harrison Ford's really not observant because that floor bridge that he had to cross was very obviously there. Like, how do you miss that? So whatever. I learned that. But also, uh, I guess the heart, the wholesome part of that is just sometimes you got to take a leap of faith, right? You just got to, you just got to be an idiot and almost kill yourself. My girlfriend got very mad because (laughs) she, uh, um, the Nazi girl wrecked the place while they were in the room 
And she was like, mm-hmm. how is he so oblivious? He's a crime fighter. First of all, he's not. But <laughs> <laughs> she kept calling him. He's basically archaeology back. <laughs> <laughs> he kept calling him a crime fighter. I was like, he's an archaeologist. He just wants the <laughs> She's like, but he's fighting crime. I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's clearly he's literally just a teacher who is willing to kill to get <laughs> yeah, detect detective jones we obviously know this yeah. he also is willing to destroy other ancient artifacts just to get a bigger ancient artifact but she kept getting pissed because she's like he's so blissfully unaware of everything <laughs> <laughs> so that's where i'm at with it um, and do we think that Indiana Jones is a himbo? K is yeah. himbo. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> when you look it up in when you look it up in uh, in Webster's, there there he is under the definition of himbo. Kai, did you? Uh, just like a like a like a big a big silly loaf. Oh yeah. Did you ever see the the female Ghostbusters? <laughs> no, uh, I have not. Okay, I was gonna say um, Thor. It's called it's called Ghostbusters twenty eighteen or whatever year. <laughs> Ghostbusters Kate McKinnon. Yes. Yeah. I'm always saying I'm an adult nope. virgin. I was just thinking of that. Um <laughs> uh, uh Thor, Chris Hemsworth is a himbo in that movie. Huh. He's sexy. Alright, folks, uh, so we're going to be back <laughs> next week. Ah, Venice. Uh, with. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, with Esther O to discuss uh, the. Um, it's not the last. It looks like there's going to be a, f- a fifth movie, but we're going to be discussing that Shia LaBeouf, John, uh, Indiana Shia Jones, LaBeouf. and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. That sounds yep, right. You got it. I think that's pretty. You got it. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, with Esther O next week. So, come back. We're going to keep. Uh, Going down our line with yet again another scary motherfucker. Y'all take care of yourselves and be well. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. It's a little Mitt Romney. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure. And on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Perfect.